Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's a lie. I just did an episode without you none, you know, just 10 minutes ago. Yes, you did. Although I think this one's being released before that one, so everything's out of order. Well, how about this? I feel like one night this week, why don't you let uh, Uncle Kiwi sleep in? I have have recorded several without you already. You did Philadelphia. What other team did you do without me? You'll find out when they get released. And you're like, wait a second. I never recorded that one. Yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, I didn't know that you had that because I'm trying to book other episodes. So you'll tell me if it's like Well, we should coordinate a little bit probably. Yeah, Yeah, probably. I don't know why there's a secret podcast (laughs) happening behind my back. That's absurd. (laughs) Completely crazy. You got to tell me. I'm like hounding people like, hey, do you want to talk about the Jackson Jaguars? Meanwhile, like he's going to say yes, and then you're going to be like, sorry. Yeah, but nobody cares about the Jaguars. Let's talk about the 10th ranked. It doesn't matter. You can't can't do two Jaguars podcasts. We're doing 32 podcasts. All right, let's talk about the 10th ranked New England Patriots today. Uh, Interesting Mm -hmm. ranking for the Patriots. Oh, my God. What? That sounds crazy to hear. Yeah, so low, right? Oh, my God. It's the the lowest they've been probably as long as we've been doing this. I have them ranked exactly 10, so I have my ear on, uh, I guess, everybody. You have them all the way up at 7, but our Mm -hmm. listeners have them down at 15. And there's a couple of listeners, and I, I don't know if these are just trolls or if they I legit- feel like they're trolls. Well, so Lawson Campbell has him down at 28, so the fourth wor- fifth worst team in the NFL. Completely nuts. Um, others have him in the 20s as well. No one has him as low as Lawson. So let's bring on a guy who uh, doesn't know what it's like to not root for a great team, and that's uh, our resident Yankees Patriots fan, Michael Clark. So, Mike, welcome back to 32 Fans. Chester, thank you. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not surprised that there are some trolls out there. Well, but I don't know. I, well, I, we've never actually done this in the past where we've had listeners submit their rankings. So I wonder if these people would have had them 28th in the past as well. This is a team, after all, that had halfway through last season, historically, arguably the greatest defense of all time. Now, part of that was they had like the easiest slate of quarterbacks of all time. And, um, and they went into the playoffs as a, you know, probably Super Bowl co-favorite in the AFC. And then they lose a very, very close game to a team that ends up going all the way to the AFC championship. And all of a sudden, people are like, oh, they're done. This team's cooked. They're finished. And it seems a little bit preemptive to me. Uh, but then, of course, you lose your quarterback. And, and then it sort of like seals, puts the nail on the coffin. Everybody decides the Patriots are definitely done. So, Keith, before we get to Mike, you have them at seven. So is this just as a longtime suffering Jets fan, you're still afraid of them? And until they're dead, you don't believe it, basically? I'll believe that they're dead when I see they're dead. Exactly. Okay. All right. Mike, where would you put them, uh, you know, if you were sort of guessing uh, in your power rankings without asking you to put all 32 teams in a ranking right now? Where would you say the Patriots should be at this point? I will say, uh, off the top of my head, uh, I, I think 10 makes sense. Any, I think anywhere from like 
the nine to twelve range. I wouldn't quibble with that. Yeah, and to be and as we've mentioned this on a few pods, from six to thirteen, our teams are separated by less than two points on average. So six to thirteen is a very very interchangeable. So yeah, the Patriots could very easily be up or down a couple of spots. Uh, you know, obviously you have the big turnover at quarterback, but then when it came to opt outs uh, for COVID, you guys had I think a league high eight guys opt out, and you know this is a team who offensively, whether the quarterback was Brady or Cam Newton, uh, healthy or injured, they don't have a lot of help at the skill positions. And so this was a team that really was going to be riding its defense, but you lost Jamie Collins. And then with all the opt-outs, Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung, Kyle Van Noy. So really a lot of Danny Shelton, I think went to the Lions. So a lot of holes in this defense. So I guess let's start on the defensive side. Again, last year, historically great the first half. As it turned out, a little bit of that was the opponents, but still a very, very good defense, if not the best defense in the league, you know, top two or three. What are your expectations for the defense uh, coming into this year with, with all those holes, including a whole bunch of holes that, you know, you weren't expected to have until a month ago? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be um, – I think it should be tough sledding for them for sure. Uh, I, you know, last year uh, people were really all hailing – uh, the work being done by the three-headed monster of Gerard Mayo, Steve Belichick, and like, let's face it, it's probably mostly Bill. Um, yeah, so they still have uh, the defensive player of the year in Stephon Gilmore, a, a guy who, you know, th- this may have been ridiculous, but was re- receiving buzz about, you know, could he even be the MVP, like, about halfway through the season. Oh, he uh, finished number two on the Chester MVP ballot, so. Yeah. Yeah. Which is he, all, the his, most his, important one, of course. Sure. Uh, his second half wasn't as great, for sure. Uh, but no, this is going to be um, – it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a different defense. And uh, I think that the, the Pats have uh, – you know, they, they, they've done a good job of trying to plug in people in the past. Uh, I, I'm hoping for uh, the second year to be the year that uh, Chase Vinovich really uh, makes a name for himself. Uh, but – I. I don't know. I'm looking at this depth chart and, you know, the McCourty twins are still there, but like, they've been so outspoken. Like I wouldn't be surprised, but actually the window to opt out is, is over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm talking out of my butt. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. There, there, there are so many question marks about uh, this Pats team. Um, I, I'm with you guys though, in that, you know, it doesn't feel like the NFL season is, scheduled to be starting in what three weeks now yeah less than that so yeah so you talked about you still have Gilmore who's you know probably the best cornerback in football Devin Mm -hmm. McCourty uh, still a superstar but Patrick Chung is gone in the secondary Akiva as a Jets fan is Sam Darnold uh, and uh, his batch of of garbage wide receivers that you overrate every year licking their chops to go against this New England secondary overrate I I think right now it's they they, they started two guys named Jeff today in practice. <laughs> We've never heard of like a college receiver. Like they literally at full strength. I think uh, well, we don't have to get into the jets. I, I got to say, I was doing I'm my, uh, I was doing my fantasy rankings and I was shocked how high both Brashad Perriman and Jameson Crowder went. I'm like, what, why are these guys? Well, cause be- they, they have such locked in. They have such locked in jobs for a team. That's going to be down by like 10 a lot and we'll be passing. Mm-hmm. It's okay. not so crazy, honestly. I mean, so let's come actually, you know, so the secondary hopefully, you know, might not be at the strength as strong as last year, but it's still good. Let's talk about the front seven. So on the defensive line, as we said, Van Noy's in Miami, Shelton's in Detroit. You guys drafted a couple of rookies, Josh Ushi, I don't know how to pronounce his name, out of Michigan, and Anthony Jennings out of Alabama. Are, are they, like, slotted in to, like, be in the rotation right away, or, or who's starting on the, on, the, on the line for the Patri- Patriots here? By the way, Robbie's so mad that you messed up a Michigan guy's name. <laughs> how do you pronounce it? 
Is it Ush? Ach? I'm not sure. Ach. I don't think it's Ach. Ushe? I forget. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, they'll probably run the 3-4 like they usually do. Um, uh, and, you know, Guy's still there. Uh, Adam Butler, John Simon. So, Dietrich Wise is there. But these are just uh, names, though. These aren't, like, great players. Sure. Um, guy wasn't terrible. Guy, guy, you know, guy, guy was okay. Well, Wasn't here's the, the one here's that the had that problem. interception the on the linebackers the have been so, Yeah, the linebackers have been so good. Jamie oh, yeah. Collins, so Dante Hightower. I've never heard of these guys starting at linebacker for this team right now. Cash Malois, Jawan Bentley. Who are these people? Who are these people? Uh, it's, it's a great cue. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I watch every snap of Pat's games, Chester, and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling right now. Mm. So then, so if it's not the defense that's going to carry this team, is it the offense? Um, I, I Let's talk about Cam Newton. Tell me your feelings on Cam Newton. I don't know what to expect from Cam this year. Mm, yeah. It's, it's, it's like Boucher without the B. That's how you pronounce it. It's Uche. Uche. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that what I said? At first? I can't believe uh, we spent so long. We yeah, haven't talked about, about Cam Newton yet. Yeah. So let's talk about Cam Newton. Yeah. So I, I, I think a lot of Pats fans were really trying to sell themselves on Stidham uh, <laughs> when they saw the writing yeah. on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like – and I, I – Basically, a month out in um, uh, in the late February, you know, before everything was like terrible, but I tweeted out. I said I expect at least like ten uh, consolatory, uh, you know, checking in texts when Tom Brady signs with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like it just like it all. It, it was. Guys got a lot a of friends. Terrible week because it's when uh you know the the nba and college basketball and all that was canceled it was that i had a birthday oh it was a horrendous week horrendous so i don't know i i and then pat's fans were talking themselves into stidham they're like yeah stidham like you know he's gonna be fine like you know the uh in bill we trust well, let me, well, that, that, and then so, the son Cam, you have to at the rate that he was getting, right? Like, that's, yeah, well, exactly. Let me, talk, let me talk to a, a fellow Patriots hater here. Akiva, how annoying is it that the Patriots get to spend $2 million on a guy who a couple of years ago was the MVP of the league, and if he's healthy, in theory, could be back at that level? Yeah, the last time we complained about that, it was about Aaron Hernandez and Gronk, because like, <laughs> every single person knew they were good in the draft. Why'd they go to the yeah. third and fifth rounds? This makes but no it's sense. It's infuriating. It's crazy to me, you know, that the, as much as I love Teddy Bridgewater, that he gets $72 million. And Cam gets two. You know, and, you're infuriated. Imagine how mad he is, Cam Newton. Maybe, maybe he's injured. Maybe he's done. But that the Patriots are the team who gets to pick him up. Now, we thought this again. We thought this about Antonio Brown last year, obviously, and Josh Gordon. A lot of those experiments failed. Let's yeah. talk about Cam's weapons for a second. So, as we said, the Josh Gordon thing did not work. The Antonio Brown thing did not work. The Mohamed Sanu trade did not work. Nikhil Harry, first-round draft pick last year, he was a disaster. Marquise Lee, you guys brought in from the Jaguars, he's opted out. Um... So, I mean, who the only receivers on this team are right now you have Julian Edelman, who, by the way, had 10 drops and three fumbles last year. He's the best receiver on this team. Mm. And then you also led the, uh, the, tight, the last year I see the Patriots tight ends finished 31st in the league in receiving yards. So they have not replaced Gronk. So who's Kevin Newton supposed to throw the ball to, even if he's healthy? Oh, you don't believe in Devin Asiasi? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not ready to give up on Nikhil Harry. I think that he had moments last year. I think him and Myers, another year uh, getting used to uh, the pro system, I think could be better. 
I, I'm not, you know, I'm not. Can we all agree this is a below it's average. It's not going to be good. And, you know, I'm going to have to, like, take my humble pie and be okay with the fact that my favorite football team is going to be irrelevant. Like, the uh, Pats fans are going to be so insufferable. Right. So, hold on. So you're irrelevant this year? That's your prediction? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. So, you yeah. don't, so who's winning the AFC East? Uh, we still could win the AFC East and be irrelevant. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, you're hosting the Pats. It's either right? going to be us or it's going to be Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your yeah. definition yeah. of relevance is that you don't win 12 games and get a bye and be a favorite for the Super Bowl. All right. So oh the Pats were 12 and four. Patriots fans and are going to be even more insufferable when they're bad, Alex. I'm just yeah. warning you. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, the NFL this Chester. I think they were like one of the most underwhelming 12 and four teams I've ever seen. I think that's a very, re- like, that's a very hindsight take when they lost to the Titans. I don't think people were thinking that before that. People were saying it's a historically great defense. And you still have Brady and Edelman. You still have, you know, everybody. Else. Yeah, but he's saying, like, people didn't, but similar to now, it's like, we don't believe they're dead. They didn't, yeah, they were, they weren't, like, an elite 12-4 and four team. They weren't, in hindsight, like, there, there was definitely cracks in the armor, and you can see, you know, that, that they played poorly a lot down the stretch. It's not that crazy. very little. Even though people would not have been shocked that they won the Super Bowl, correct? And yeah, well, because they won, they won the Super Bowl the year before with a pretty mediocre team, honestly. Yeah, we could. I mean, this the receiving core is so bad. I can't get it's over really like, bad. I, after Edelman. Harry stinks. Meyer's not going to be as good as he was last year. Sanu is is Jag, right? He's just another guy. Um, they, there's there's just so few good players on this that's team. True. It's shocking. Hey, they, they signed Lamar. They signed Lamar Miller, so that that's that's something. Ooh, that's exciting. Um, so <laughs> the last time Dante Scarnecki retired, guys. Um, the first year it was like phantom limb syndrome. They were fine. And then the second year, the line fell apart and then he came back. And so now Skarnecki is gone. You're know, the greatest offensive line coach in history. People, there were advanced metrics that had him, you know, so, so, so much better than the second best, you know, the difference between him and the second coach was not as big as was, it was bigger than the difference between the second best offensive line coaches and the 32nd best offensive line coach. So he's a, you know, hall of fame type position coach. Um, are, are you, what have you seen from the O-line? Are you nervous about that, Michael, that, you know, with, with Skarnacki gone, like right away, is it going to collapse possibly? Uh, no, in a vacuum, short answer is no. I'm not that concerned. I, I'm looking at their O-line right now, and I think they have four out of five guys who, you know, I would rate at a, a plus offensive line. Uh, and then there's right tackle where, like, who, who knows? But uh, <laughs> this has become uh, sort of uh, – and, and, again, I'm going to say – no one does, nor should they, have sympathy for what I'm about to say. But it looks like the team that I'm rooting for is not going to do well with injury luck. And so <laughs> I have zero confidence that Isaiah Wynn can play 16 games. I have, like, very little confidence in the fact that uh, these four guys of the five are going to be together for more than eight games. It just – that. It hasn't been, uh, it hasn't been that way for their offensive line. I mean, if the offensive line isn't an above-average unit, this offense has no chance because that's been the one consistent thing. I think, like even last year, when Brady was basically an average NFL quarterback, and as I said, the receivers were mediocre, and the tight end sucked, and the running game was was okay, but nothing special. It was the offensive line that was really keeping this team together. And if you have a quarterback who's a little bit risky, and you don't have dynamic receivers down the field, if you don't have an offensive line, you're in a lot of trouble. The, the, second, the, the backfield hasn't changed since last year, which means, you know, Sony Michelle is, 
is a not particularly dynamic, but you know, more or less effective guy on first and second mm-hmm. down, but really zero pass catching ability. James White's the opposite. He's coming in almost exclusively as a receiver. Rex Burkhead, I guess, does a little bit of both, but he doesn't play that much. And Brandon Bolden, I think he opted out as well, right? Yeah, they still have Damian Harris, who I, I think you know some Pats fans are kind of holding out hope that like, hey, he could be something. He was good in Alabama, but mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm the not, number of uh, times. Belichick has really swung and missed. I mean, Nikhil Harry, first-round pick. Sony Michelle, first-round pick. Like, a lot of these guys are just really underwhelmed who were expected to Well, I mean, Michelle won us the Super Bowl, and I'm not, like, I'm not bearing Nikhil Harry yet. Like, you know, you guys can play this back and laugh at me all you want in February when he's, like, out of the league. and he's Well, maybe he'll be good, but you have to admit he had an extremely underwhelming rookie season. Right. And he I, had the opportunities. It's not like they, they had such a depth chart above like him. Right? They traded for Sanu because they were so I, I, desperate. I'm biased, though. I don't know. Flashes? I don't hate Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Like, a lot of Pats fans hate Nikhil Harry. I mean, they, they drafted Damon Harris in the third round last year. He can't get on the field. You know, nope. even last year when everyone was hurt, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let him play. I don't know if, I don't know if there's been any – has there been any positive update about Harris that maybe, like, knows how to be in the NFL, or you think he's just a sunk cost? Uh, I mean, I just – I think he has right now – three running backs and maybe even four, if you think about Lamar Miller, who are just ahead of him in the depth chart. And without injuries, like I don't see the opportunity for Damian Harris to uh, make a huge impact on, on this team. If Damian Harris is like making a huge impact for them, then they're, they're, they're probably like uh, like nine and seven or something. It's, it's really crazy a good thing or a bad thing. I can't tell if you mean that yeah. to be positive. Or I, I, if the Jets go nine and seven, I'll, I'll sign for it right now. Yeah. <laughs> nine and seven so and Darnold throws more touchdowns than interceptions. I know you don't understand. They're going to be something. They're going to be, if the Pats are like two and five, Alex, they're going to be like Pats fans are going to be calling in like Corona violations to try and get the NFL <laughs> season canceled. Like there, you can't even imagine how intolerable Patriots fans are going to be. You know, the season doesn't happen. The season doesn't count. Uh, we, football doesn't matter anymore. Like, you know, we're, we're yeah. Celtics fans now. Oh, Bill Simmons is going to be saying that nonstop for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's not. He's going to stop doing the podcast with Cousin Sal by week four if the Patriots yeah. are like going for. Yeah. Well, why don't we, I, I why don't we look I at the schedule? I cannot listen to do. his fast takes. I can't do it. Yeah, they're not great. Let, no. Let's do the schedule game with Mike. Uh, by the way, Bill Simmons right now could not name 10 guys on this team. Yeah. Well, neither could we. So. <laughs> All right. Week one, you're at a home against the Miami Dolphins. Do we see two um, in this game? They, they will avenge their week 17 disaster, and they will win. Okay. All right, week two, Sunday Night Football at Seattle. No a 12th loss. man, but all right, a loss. loss. And then week three at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, win. Interesting how you uh, alternate good team, bad team, good team, bad team to start the season. Week four at Kansas City, defending champions. Uh, it's a loss. All right, and then at home against Denver in week five. That's a win. And then off the bye, you play the 49ers, uh, the other Super Bowl team in week seven. Uh, I think they beat the 49ers. Wow. So four and two with a win against San Francisco. And uh, I think four and oh at home. So not too bad start uh, in September and October for this team. Uh, Now you go on the road at Buffalo in week eight. I think they lose uh, in Floral Park. All right, so four and three, and uh, they've won all their home games, lost all their road games uh, in front of empty crowds. Week nine against the Jets on Monday Night Football in New York. Win. All right, so five and three, and then you play the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday Night Football the next week. Uh, that's a loss. All right, so five and four, then you go at Houston in week 11. It's a loss. Five and five, and then you come home to face the Cardinals after Thanksgiving. 
Uh, I they're not going to lose three straight. Uh, give, give them a win. All right, so six and five. Then you go to Los Angeles and you play two games in five days. So I don't know. I guess you're just staying out in L.A. So you play the Chargers first, and then on Thursday night football, four days later, you play the Rams. Sweep it. Oh, two wins in L.A. So all of a sudden wow. they're eight and five. And then you go uh, to Miami for week 15. Uh, loss. Eight and five. You lose to eight and six. Is, uh, is two involved in that game by week 15? I got to imagine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, eight and in, six. You know, injury dependent. All right, eight and six, and then Monday Night Football in Week 16 against the Bills at home. Is this a game with uh, with with division implications? I think it is, and I think that the Pats take care of business. All right, so nine and six, and then you finish the season at home against the Jets. Can you sweep the Jets? Yes. All right, so ten and six. So that's definitely an over. I've seen this number at eight and a half. I've seen it at nine and a half. But uh, at the highest, I've seen it as nine and a half, and, and that's probably higher than most books have it now. So ten. So after everything you said, you see, it, you said this team is irrelevant, but you have them at ten and six, and uh, you know, if not winning the division, certainly uh, a top wild card spot. So, so what are you complaining about exactly? because <laughs> uh, I'm miserable. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know what my reputation is for being a Yankee homer and a Pats homer. Yeah. But, uh, I think. Pretty historically, I've come on this, uh, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll have them uh, as unders. I'll have them, you know. Oh, we'll yeah, you're less homerific than most fans on this podcast. But then again, it's easy to do that when your team wins a dozen games every year. So, <laughs> right, like you, you don't you don't you don't need to be like, oh, this could be the year because every year's the year. Uh, Akiva, would you take the over or the under on this team? Um. <laughs> I think I would go I, – this is not one of my best bets. I just did a, a pretty big best bet in my last one. I would say I'm pretty tepid, but I'm going to go under after looking at this garbage roster. Yeah, the roster is, like, shockingly unimpressive. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. It's, it's going to have to be smoke and mirrors in Belichick. Hey, they, they, I mean, they won 11 games with Matt Castle starting. Uh, dot dot yeah. dot. However, like they that was, that was like over a dozen Roger years ago. And by the way, at full yeah. strength, they still had a good team. They just you realize nobody else lost lost you know COVID level players the way they did. Like they just lost so many guys. Do you think there's anything behind that, or just a coincidence? I mean, they have some old good players who are who are maybe a little underpaid, and we're like, all right, whatever, I don't care. But they're really the team that that lost. Uh, you know, by far, I'm, all, very few other teams lost more than two guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, some of them were guys who weren't going to make the roster. They lost a lot of guys who were going to make the yeah. team. Like, Belichick's not going to be the type to be like, talk about how, oh, like, these guys, you know, need to, like, suck it up and play for us. Like, yeah, for all the, the real just garbage between him and, and Brady recently, uh, nothing came directly from, like, you know, Belichick ever saying anything in press conference. Like, he, like, you know, they would leak stuff about each other and like that that it became very messy but i, I don't i don't know i, I think I, I think that defensive unit is very tight and so they see like one of their brothers opt out and they're like ah, like maybe it's time i make an exit also um so yeah I, I i i don't know i don't know yeah so uh rank the worst weeks in bill belichick's life and how low will the first week of november rank where you have him losing to the bills on Sunday, and then two days later, his beloved Trump hopefully loses the election. Oh, no. It's going to be a tough week for him. By the way, no craft, um, no, no Patriots-related people at the RNC, so that's a big win for, uh, <laughs> for the Pats. 
Mr. Kraft uh, didn't uh, get didn't get the invite this time. It was uh, it was between him and Dana White. They chose Dana White. <laughs> What's your feeling on Brady and, and the and the Bucks? Do you want them to win? Do you want them to lose? You don't care. I'm glad you asked that question. And I know that uh, that Olin Allen is uh, perking his ears up because he's been uh, really uh, you know very curious to what I say about the Bucks. Um, I love the New England Patriots, but without Tom Brady and to a lesser extent Rob Murkowski, but without Tom Brady entering that game in 2001 and being like, oh, I remember that name when he played at Michigan. I have a family friend named Tom Brady. I hope he does well. I'm not a Pats fan. So, like, I am a Pats fan because of Tom Brady. Explain that. What does that mean? So you weren't a Pats fan before 2001? No. My dad's a Cowboy fan. Wait, your, your dad's a Yankees Cowboys fan? Yes. Oh, yeah. man. Hold on. So there's yeah. a worse Clark? <laughs> 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 Although, I don't know, yeah. because becoming a Patriots fan in 2001 is actually worse than yeah. being a, a Wait, Cowboys fan. Was it, like during the, was it during the drive? Was it when Jermaine Wiggins caught that pass? You're like, oh, maybe Vinicius is going to hit this. I'm gonna, I'm no, gonna, it was the end of that jet game when Mo Lewis took out uh, Drew Bledsoe. Like, no, really. I, I was no, it on it. Like, you know, that, that entire I, – I, I won a bet with someone uh, in high school on that game. Uh, he wouldn't give me points, which was ridiculous. It was a terrible bet by me that I took, like, money line pats in the Super Bowl and ended up winning. Um, what, what, what was that, like a 13-point spread? Like, he wouldn't give me any points. Um, so, yeah, so – Yes, it happened to be during the season in which they won the Super Bowl. But I don't remember when this, like, scrawny little kid from Michigan who Drew Henson beat out for a job came in. Like, I don't remember, like, Tom Jackson and Chris Berman talking about, oh, like, look at the Pats. Like, they could do it. Like, no. Like, I, I, I am legit. I am legit. And so I wish nothing but the best for Tom Brady in Tampa. I hope they win the NFC South. I hope they make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. I, I do. I, I love the guy. And I will not say a bad thing about it. So you want I, to see a Pats Buck Super Bowl? Sure. I mean, I... I Ooh, that would be terrible. Yeah. Unwatchable. I don't think I do, actually, because... did him. I can't... Whoever like, Brady's backup is, because he's going to sure, be 50. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, so, no. I, I don't want to see a Pats Buck Super Bowl. I want to see the Bucks do... I will not root against the Bucks in the game this year unless it's the Super Bowl and it's against the Bats. Wow. I won't do it. Is that like is that my I I we haven't even talked about Gronk. Like I love Gronk. I, I'm a big like I'm a big Gronk stick. You have I to mean, you hang out with Gronk and Brady. Hold on, you have to acknowledge that Gronk does not like for. your team. Right? He retires and then comes back a year later when Brady goes somewhere else. He hates yeah, I, your team. Sure. That's fine. All right. Black fly forever, bro. Like I, I, like, I still, I still love the guy. It's, I, I, he's brought, brought me so much joy. Like I'm not gonna just refuse to root for him anymore. Yeah. I'm not gonna refuse to enjoy Rob Gronkowski because, you know, that that he didn't love the culture towards the end of his career. So what I'm hearing is if you're drafting right in front of Michael Clark in a fantasy draft this fall, uh, pick uh, Gronk and Brady right before he can just to piss him off. Oh, I took took, uh, Gronk in the second round of an RHAP draft once and got, like, completely roasted for it. And it was a terrible pick. It was, like, his last year 
in New England. He was irrelevant all year. It was a terrible pick, but I stood by it at the time. Uh, he's an idiot, but he's my idiot. I love that man. All right. Uh, I will have to say I'll enjoy this team sucking, hopefully, for a while. <laughs> but the, I can, don't we, think- can we have an intervention, Alex, for, um, for Michael playing Mafia briefly? I, yeah, so they, about that. Michael's in this crew that like plays like uh, many many hours a week of this game mafia. I don't know if you know it, but um, do you think Michael that the minute like people can actually go to like restaurants again and stuff like with that worry, do you think that's still going to happen? Uh, I do not think so. Um, of course, like I, I um, you know, I I am one of the the statistic one of the many people who. Um, you know, due to COVID, uh, lost his job. And uh, as someone who works in education, uh, who for the past like five years worked in travel education specifically, uh, this hasn't been a great time, but um, like this- We're not going to feel bad for you if your team- Don't be earnest. Don't be earnest right now, Michael. (laughs) No, I'm You have too many Super Bowl rings. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, I did hear though once on a podcast that uh, it's pretty unbelievable that uh, a Yankees and Patriots fan can be such a, a good person. Yeah, he did give me the best present I've gotten for my uh, the birth of my fourth son. Kiva gave me nothing, by the way. Um, <laughs> you, I'm not getting you a present. Come on, we have to Michael Clark got me a present. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, he didn't yeah, know. And you, now you I know the key your to your heart. Wait, hold on, Akiva, you're implying that you did give cameo. something for the earlier kids. <laughs> no, I would never. That's crazy, though. Like, yeah, no, but I'm saying your friends are giving you presents for your kids. Like, I, I don't know. We're, My we're good in a ones. different strategy. My real friends, like Allie Lasher, not people like you. Allie Lasher got you a present? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'm like, I'm not gonna get you anything. I didn't get my wife an anniversary present yesterday. I'm getting you a freaking baby (laughs) present. Get out of here. It's your fourth son. If you had a daughter, people would be excited. Nobody cares about the fourth son. Yeah, fourth son. I've had enough. This is probably the wicked one, anyway, right? If you think the wicked one, like from the Seder, it could be the wicked one. No, he's the one who doesn't know how to ask any questions. Yeah, this guy probably doesn't know how to ask any questions right now. Yeah. Well, we've heard him on the podcast. So the yes, uh. Akiva, the minute that people can actually see each other in person without uh, fear of uh, contaminating everyone, uh, I, I believe the marathon, like, 10-hour mafia games will be uh, a thing of the past. Um, all right. Uh, and do, do you think if things go really poorly, do you think Belichick's going to retire? Um, I do not. Uh, I, I think he... So I'm trying to think of if he's older or younger than my father. Um, what is he, like 68, mm-hmm. 67, around there? Your dad? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. No, no. We'll have him um, on for the Yankees. I, I think he has uh, probably another uh, three years in him. Uh, okay, that's a lot. He doesn't have anything else to do. Like, what's he going to do, retire sure, in Nantucket? Sure. Like, that's not a- yeah, I, 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 do you think he retires before Andy Reid does? I don't know. Andy Reid's winning Super Bowls. What's Belichick doing lately? It's true. <laughs> Weird. Does he mean Andy Reid's going to retire to the Oil Mammoths? I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's weird because Belichick was in my dad's class. Did we get, did we get bombed, by the way? Did we, oh, I don't know. Who, I'm not keeping track of these things. I'm not sure when we start. Oh, I think we're yeah. at about 30 right now. Oh, okay. Oh, so we still got okay. two minutes to go. Mm-hmm. So do we want to hear about your other favorite team, the Yankees? No. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, what a I, great I, you know, the, 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 the worst thing to do when you get swept by your division, I hate the Rays. The Rays are going to like be so annoying. Oh, yeah, the Rays are such a hateable team never compared do. to the Yankees. I yeah. hate the Rays. Everyone so hates the Rays. Lacking in self-awareness. Root for the big bad uh, Rays. Like, no, like watch in October, they'll win one game, like one playoff game. Like, oh, good for you, the Rays. Like, so I hope your team doesn't win that many. And then your your stupid mess. <laughs> like, the thing you don't want to happen when you get swept at home by your division rival and like fall to second place is to sit around and like wait for three more days to be like, well, guess we're not playing again until Tuesday. Yeah, um, I, I'm, we're not gonna have any sympathy for you for the Yankees, obviously. So don't <laughs> even try. Uh, yeah. The so only good thing I like about this idiotic fast, system but of eight still like full of uh, people on the IL. It's you know, uh, you it's incredible. Uh, if we could talk about Bad baseball week. for a second, the yep. twin season has seemed as a twins fan to be sort of very underwhelming. They've had a lot of guys injured and a lot of guys are not playing so well. And sort of the, the mood around twins territory is sort of a little bit negative right now, but the twins are on a 106 win pace and have the second best run differential in all of baseball behind the Dodgers. It's kind of weird. Like I feel sort of negative about the season so far, but, but the, the twins almost could not be doing any better than they are. And it's sort of the same for the Yankees. Like you're busy complaining because they just got a three game sweep. They still have like the third best. 